Hello everyone, welcome to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 138. My name's Steven, spelled with a P-H-N-N-A, joined, of course, by the main dude behind CanadianGameDevs.com, Steven, with a P-H-N-N-E, yeah, so up? there's a difference. But you can call him Steve, you can call me Steven, <laughs> and we'll, we'll, we'll get along just fine. Um, Steve, it's been five weeks? We're entering our sixth week? We're going of, into the sixth, yeah. Six going weeks. into week six. That's insane. It's almost May, Steve. Someone today was like, uh, I wanted to play Xbox with somebody, and they were like, I packed up because I'm moving soon, so I won't be able to play till May. And I'm like, what? That's so long. And they're like, it's like two weeks. And I was like, two weeks till May 2020. That doesn't make sense. I saw a bunch of like memes and jokes about how March seemed to take forever, but now we're like in the later half of, of April, which is how i felt too i was just like holy shit march did seem to take forever and now i don't know is that just us getting used to it or something like it's kind of absurd it's kind of crazy time has lost all meaning for me i went to walmart for the first time since all this began and it was just a utter nightmare it was just garbage i never want to go to walmart ever again during all this no no i I don't i don't i don't mess with walmart regularly we have the the atlantic super center here that's pretty much all we go to just to get groceries like once every other week yeah uh, it's it's tough out there. Yeah, there's a Longo's like buyer place that is decent. It's just a little more expensive, and it's been fairly like it's hasn't been that crazy. But I wanted to. The one thing that Walmart does like cheaper than any place is chicken breasts, and I wanted cheap chicken breasts, mm. so I hit up Walmart and I just had to wait in line for like 25 minutes, and it was just mm-hmm. there was like directions on the floor like of the way you were supposed to go, and people were just obviously ignoring that. And yep. It was just, uh, it was, it was a nightmare. It was garbage. I'm like, I'm never, I'm not going to do this ever again <laughs> during all of this. But you know what isn't a nightmare? What's that? I was going to say making games, but sometimes that is. But playing games, I've often found is a great escape. From well, unless nightmare. you're, yeah, unless you're playing a game that has trophies, but you hate. I've, I've been there. Yeah, but you, you don't have to get all the trophies, Steve. We, we, we talk about this every week. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were playing your Switch this week. No trophies on there. That's true. There you go. I've been playing my Switch a decent amount, actually. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. For those who don't know, KanadianGameDevs.com podcast is a weekly show covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. Uh, We post every Monday at 8 a.m. Eastern for our patrons and every Wednesday at the same time for everyone else. Uh, If you want to join our amazing patrons, you can head on over to Patreon.com slash KanadianGameDevs, where backing us will get you early access to the show a special Patreon-only channel on our Discord, as well as shout-outs at the end of every episode in the form of our credits and the knowledge that you're helping us keep the lights on on the site covering the Canadian game dev scene. And we give away game codes sometimes. So, if that sounds at all appealing to you, again, patreon.com slash devs. But let's get into the events. I have an event for you this week, Steve. Oh, sick. XP Game Summit, formerly known as, is now the XP Game Developers Online. Uh, it was originally slated to happen at the first week of April at the Western Harbor Hotel, downtown Toronto. Of course, a global pandemic happened and it got canceled. But they're back, risen from the ashes as XP Game Developers Online. It's happening April 28th to 29th. I'm going to quote the site here. XP Game Developers Online is a free, you heard me, free online alternative to our premium business-to-business event, XP Game Developers Summit. 
This event continues our goal to support industry growth by providing professional development opportunities to expand the skills and network of industry professionals. Uh, it is happening all online. The talks will be streamed on Mixer. So go follow XP Summit on Mixer. And you can also get into their digital game showcase. So you can apply to have your game shown. It'll be like shown in between talks on their Mixer as well as on their site. Um, and yeah, it just sounds like a really great free opportunity for our game developers out there. Um, you can also apply as either a mentor or a mentee in six professions, marketing, game design, art direction, business management, and sound design technology. So if you want to mentor somebody in one of those fields or become a mentee in one of those fields, you can absolutely do that. Nice. Um, I might have an event. What is, what's Ludum Dare again? Is that a... Oh, that's a game jam. So someone posted on our Discord about the Winnipeg game jam, how they took mm -hmm. it online. I think it's actually happening like right now though. But mm. if if I'm wrong, at least follow Peg Jam on Twitter. Or sorry, Win Winnipeg oh, game man. jam on Twitter. Peg Jam. Peg that's jam. so sexual. <laughs> <laughs> um. It looks like they're doing some online game jamming stuff, and they're on our Discord too. They posted in the the Shameless Plugin channel mm -hmm. about how uh, City News Winnipeg like wrote like did a video on them or whatever. So p potentially the Winnipeg Game Jam, but I'm looking online right now. I think it's actually happening like right now at, at this moment. So maybe we missed the it. what's the Ludum the Ludum Dare one actually. A Canadian indie to come out of that was a game called Unworthy, developed by a guy in London. And it's sort of like it was sort of like a two D Dark Souls -y type thing, Souls like. And he pitched it as like a Metroidvania without jumping, which I found really interesting. And uh, I played that and actually interviewed him before I started here on my old site. But uh, keep your eye on Ludum, Ludum Dare, I think is the name of the game jam. Sebastian, yeah. friend of the show, is looking for a team for that. But I think that's also happening this weekend. Oh, I remember this unworthy game. I remember seeing yeah. a bunch of stuff on it. Was it good? Yeah, it was. I really liked it. Um, it ran like garbage on my laptop, so I wasn't able to get back into it until I got a desktop a couple mm. of years later. But um, or I guess a year or two later, I really liked it. And he was really interesting. His story from like coming from Europe to Canada, working on games, and uh, leaving his job to do full time game development. Pretty cool. The nice. the not the standard story, but it's always interesting. Everyone's path to game development is always different. Sure. That's it for events. Of course, don't go outside. And if you do go outside, please stay six feet away from everyone. Um, yeah, I, I've been scaring myself, like listening to different people talk about it. And it's all different outside, but in a controlled setting with like no wind or anything, um, they found that a sneeze with particles can last like 24 to 30 feet away from the person who sneezed. Um, and they can stay in the air for like an hour or two, but obviously it like dissipates and like dis disperses. So you're significantly less likely to catch it, but you hear stuff like that and you're like, Oh geez, yeah. who sneezed here two hours ago? <clears throat> well, even, even before all of this, you should always just cough or sneeze into your, into your sleeve. I always lift it up. Like, you know, like the neck of your shirt and like sneeze down. I don't know if you're supposed to do that. Cause like I pictured that as like containing it. Whereas if I sneeze into my elbow and then my elbow touches anything that just made more sense to me. Is that weird? Well, I do. I'm I'm like practicing right now. What what do I normally do? I, I guess I do like the shoulder. Like I kind of move my arm up to the 
up towards my mouth and I also turn my neck and sneeze. Mm. Either way, just sneeze into like a cloth or something. Contain that, it. Yeah, contain it. Contain as much I, as I possible. always pictured like if you sneeze into like the inside of your elbow that or like your sweater or something, that could still touch something. But like I sneeze like I lift up my shirt or sweater and like sneeze down into my chest. But it's less likely to touch something if you like otherwise sneeze just out of into the air or sneeze like into your hands or something like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Like you're going to sneeze. You have to sneeze or mm-hmm. cough or whatever. So it's just a matter of, like you said, containing it and minimizing the impact. Mm-hmm. I'm no doctor, though, so I have no idea. Maybe you got to sneeze in there. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> just wash your hands. Let's maximize the impact of some games now, Steve, with uh, the news. Um, first one reached out to us on Facebook. This is the first release from Toronto-based indie solo developer Neil LaPointe. At Le Batard Harry on Twitter. Uh, it's called Gunpig Firepower for Hire. Uh, and we got sent to code for this, so we're going to be streaming it. Uh, it's out now on Itch.io. Hoping to come somewhere else soon. TM, no confirmation yet. Um, join alien pest control specialist and possibly shortest merc in the galaxy, Bax, as he fights to clear Stalwart Academy, a school space station from Rogue Horde of robot space monsters. It's a top-down, twin-stick, arcade-style shoot 'em up it's 8 US on um, Itch.io at the moment. And it's got a sick trailer. It's got some great music from one of the composers behind uh, Tower of Guns and Mother Gunship, which are two other pretty high-profile indie games. And it features a bonus track by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder, which is Small World, the guy who does all the music for like the daily podcast I listen to Today Explained on Vox. So I read that in the credits. I was like, no way. All the music on this podcast is dope. And so, of course... The music in this game is pretty dope. Nice. Um, so definitely check that out on itch.io. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at it right now. and it, it looks, What do you think? It looks pretty dope, actually. Yeah, I'm liking it. Um, do you know if it's like a level? Like, it looks like the levels are a little bit different. Um, and just a quick, like, kind of trailer. I'm actually trying to find... It's eight levels. Um, there's nine weapons you collect, bonus collectibles, mm. hidden secrets in each level. Uh, it supports WASD mouse keyboard at the moment. Um, yeah. I see, I see. No, I like it. Yeah. I, uh, can you wish list on, on... You can. We, we, we've talked about this. That you, you make collections on Itch.io. Oh, and yeah, And you can just right. name one of the collections your wish list, which is what I did. But that doesn't do anything... Because, like, really the point... Like, a, another point of why we do the wish list stuff is also to help out the developers with the whole Steam thing, right? Like, the Steam mm-hmm. algorithm stuff. I'd say the, the biggest help you can do on Itch.io is actually follow the developers... Um, and then the follow is how you get an email when they post something or release a new game or something. Okay, cool. I so he's called his, his team LaPointe Joints, which, mwah, great name. Oh, follow. There we go. Follow. Okay, I'm following them. Excellent. You can play the thing too. I, I, that kind of counts, right? I'll play the thing. All right, cool. Next bit of news today <laughs> Industries of Titan from Vancouver based indie studio Brace Yourself Games. Uh, is out now in early access on the Epic Game Store. This game came out of nowhere. I like to think I was following them. Brace Yourself Games, of course, did Steven's Vintage Pick of the Week last week, mm-hmm. Crypt of the Necrodancer, and then surprise indie Zelda game, Cadence of Hyrule, given the keys to one of the most successful franchises of all time. Um, but I didn't know anything about this game until I was just looking around for upcoming Canadian games and just stumbled upon this. And it's dope, Steve. Yeah, you streamed it, didn't you? 
yeah, we streamed it for an hour and a half. I had a couple hiccups, but it is early access. They have a 12-month road map that leads to version 1.0, which will also launch on Steam. It's a year Epic exclusivity. Um, it's a simulation strategy game where players compete against other corporations for resources, territory, and power. Um, they have a, a very detailed roadmap, uh, as I think any game that's asking for money before the game's done should have. And it looks like they're going to... And also, like, they're a trustworthy <coughs> studio, in my opinion, having released, like, a bunch of really great games. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the Steam Source is uh, available 2021, and you can buy it now on the Epic Game Store. And Epic still doesn't have regional currency, currencies, so it's uh, $29.99 US. And you can also just add it to your wish list on Epic, too. Um, and you can also add it to your wish list on Steam, I guess. So I really liked it. So you you streamed it on twitch.tv slash Canadian Game Devs. I did indeed. We were, we were talking about last week or two weeks, whenever we were talking about this game. Was that last week? Two weeks? Um, that's sort of like SimCity, but also a little bit of like spaceship stuff. Is that accurate? Like, is that accurate? I wish. I'd oh yeah, we featured this on a wish list. This. Yeah. It was kind of like SimCity, but super dark, and it's su- it's like that um, outer worlds or um, that that uh, Savage Galaxy game where it's like that oh, futuristic. Wilds. No, Outer Worlds, like the Obsidian one. Oh, the, yeah, okay, fa- the Fallout guys. Yeah, it's confusing for them too. I know. <laughs> but um, it's like that capitalistic uh, or capitalism mm. future critique where they're, like they're making fun of all of it. Um, and you're one of these corporations, and of course, all the people you're working for. Like one of the resources is just people. And then you can build machines that convert them into employees who don't have to sleep. Like it's that <laughs> level <laughs> of making fun of it. Oh, um, yeah, it's gorgeous too. Like the it's kind of like a voxel blocky art, and the the weather effects are great. All the performances of all the different um, like you have advisors and stuff. Like anyone who's played a sim game, they're all really distinct, well performed, and it's kind of like this. I don't know how to describe the art style of the characters, and the they're like in the top right talking to you, um, but. I, I like it. You can like click through their text and you have to click on the what the highlighted part of their text that's like telling you what to do to get through it, which I think is a really clever way to make the tutorial faster for people who just want to get through it. Yeah, true. It was great. I highly recommend it and you should check it out. Nice. Yeah, it looks yeah. it looks dope. I I was I was surprised. Um not that like I don't normally like strategy sim games. It's not my like cup of tea per se. Mm-hmm. This is funny though. So there's like two levels of strategy. You you build out the buildings on the hub map, and then you can go into each building and build stuff on each floor of each building. And there's a lot going on. That's why I don't usually like it. Like I, I enjoy the first like hour or two where I'm just sticking around. But as soon as I have like hundreds of people working on a bunch of different things I don't remember making, I, I just get overwhelmed. Yeah, true. It's great though. The, Definitely the ro- look at out. the roadmap too, and it's it is there is a lot of shit on here. Like they're coming soon is transportation, combat 2.0 mm-hmm. population simulation, localization, and then planned future updates is like, there's like 20 checkboxes here. So photo mode, um, every game needs a photo mode is photo mode. Oh yeah. Photo mode is in there. So you're good. Yeah. It looks, it looks good. Um, yeah. Next bit of news today. Uh, gears tactics is launching April 28th on PC coming to Xbox one later. <laughs> Uh, Vancouver-based and Xbox-owned studio The Coalition, along with UK-based Splash Damage, are releasing Gears Tactics on April 28th for Windows, uh, Xbox, TBD. The game will be available via PC Game Pass, like every Xbox game. 
uh, developed game, and it's a prequel to the original Gears of War, which is, I didn't play Halo Wars, but isn't this kind of like a similar thing they did with Halo Wars, except for the Gears franchise? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Halo Wars was a prequel. Um, I don't know if it's like during the Reach stuff, like when Halo Reach came out, because I think Halo Wars came out before. Halo Halo Wars did come out before, yeah. Yeah, um... I'm not like super up into the gears like lore or anything mm-hmm. like that though, so I don't really. I'm just I'm I already like pre-purchase it or whatever you call it like on Game Pass when you just sort of like click the button and it'll pre-install it. So I've already mm-hmm. like I'll give it a shot. I'm not a big tactics person like XCOM and all these things. I'm not really like into, but I'll give it a shot. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I'm pretty sure because there was already a Gears of War prequel, wasn't there? Like Juggernaut or something like that. Judgment, like, Judgment, Judgment, yeah. Um, so I don't know if it's during that time or if it's even like before that. Like I don't know the gears like story really, other than just like they're on a planet and there's monsters in the in underground. Mm-hmm. It's a prequel <coughs> to Gears of War, and it follows Gabe Diaz, who's the father of Kate Diaz, the protagonist of Gears of War Four and Five. Um, yeah, the trailer looks very pretty. They make yeah. pretty games. Yeah, and I haven't played Gears five yet but gears four like deals with that that girl's mom like the girl mm-hmm. or her grandmother i think is like um her, her mom is kidnapped i'm trying to remember her mom's kidnapped her dad's not around and her grandma i think is like the high like the bad person like a humanoid version of the bad people hmm. so, so i wonder if i'll dive into that or if i'm remembering it wrong or whatever i don't know i'll give it a shot i'll i'll you know it does look pretty it looks cool um if you don't have game pass it's a dollar for your first month and there's literally hundreds of great games on there. Game Pass is great. It's it's mm-hmm. actually been really good because I gave my brother my Xbox and I just gave him game, I just bought Game Pass like Ultimate for him to play GTA Five and all that stuff. There you um, go. It's worked out perfect. <laughs> Last two bits of news today: Later Daters is out now on yep. PC and Switch from Toronto-based indie studio Bloom Digital. It's discounted for launch week, so you got a couple more days, depending on when you're listening to this, to get it at a discount. It's 7 bucks for a really great dating sim, great art, great music. We'll talk about it later in our What We've Been Playing, because we did stream this one too, but it's out. And I want to end on this bit of news this week. Sea of Stars is now the most successful Canadian video game Kickstarter ever. Now, asterisk video game kickstarter i we got a press release from sabotage over in quebec city and i went on kickstarter trying to like fact check this and you can sort by projects from canada and then you can sort by most funded Mm -hmm. um but it doesn't list them from top to bottom by how much money they made like the first one i'm looking at is for this exercise thing it made four million and then it lists second this like earbuds one, which made two and a half million. And then it lists third, this like parka one, which got 3 million. So it doesn't list Hmm. them that way, but going through these top, like top, top ones, the only video game I can find is sea of stars. There's an assassin's creed board game. There's another board game called brass. But as far as video games go, uh, sea of stars looks like it is definitely the most successful Canadian video game. There's an Assassin's Creed board game on Kickstarter? Yeah, it's called Assassin's Creed Brotherhood of Venice. It raised 1.3 million, um, 6,700 backers, and the lowest pledge number was 158 Canadian dollars. Oh my god. 
and it had 4,000 backers at that level. Expected release June 2020. Holy shit. Yeah. This, this must be Ubisoft like approved or whatever, but I'm surprised. It's by that- Triton Noir, an independent studio based in Montreal making board games. They must. They would have to work with Ubisoft, though. Like they wouldn't be able to just do this as like. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine it's proof. But as far as video games, I think without you know scrolling through this list of like a thousand Kickstarters, it's it looks like Sea of Stars is indeed the most successful Canadian video game Kickstarter. Yeah, I mean the the I'm looking at Ukulele, which is the one is the big Kickstarter one that I remember was two million pounds. Which but I that's is, yeah, that's the United Kingdom too, right? Right, right. I'm just trying to compare it with like other successful video game ones. I can't really like remember. I mean, the only they're... other big Canadian ones is I know We Happy Few was kickstarted, and I don't remember how much they got. Looking up right now, but uh, it it wasn't the million mark. I don't think no three hundred thirty four thousand. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. As far as other Canadian video game kickstarters. I'm scratching my brain trying to think. And of course, like I imagine they would do that research too before sending a press release, but it's always I'm, good to fact check, you know? Oh yeah. I'm sh- I assuming that Kickstarter actually told them, they're like, Hey, did you guys know that, you know, you're the blah, 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 mm-hmm. largest thing. And they'd be like, Holy shit. Send a press release. <laughs> that's, and that's a pretty goodness. dope record to have there. Are they closed? Is it closed now? It looks like it's closed. It just wrapped up. It had reached, um, Let's see the final number I have in the one here. point they hit six one, to eight million. Uh, Twenty five thousand backers, and they hit every stretch goal, including the last one, which was a free uh, DLC expansion for everyone who backed it. Uh, throughout the campaign, they announced a bunch of stuff like they have uh, the composer Yasunori Mitsuda, who. Oh man, he wrote like some famous game. I don't, I didn't play because I wasn't alive. But anyway, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> some big. Uh, All right, I so there's the a game. He's there's a pretty for. good list on on um, on Wikipedia for this is just video games. So Star mm-hmm. Citizen, which I think is like pretty infamous for being like kind a of failure. A sh- yeah, raised two hundred and seventy five million dollars. That's crazy. Back in 2012. That's crazy. Uh, Shroud of the Avatar is 11. Ouya is in there. Shenmue 3 was 6.3 million. I and it still ha- wasn't good. I kind of want to go around the 1.6 million range here. So mm-hmm. there's Shadowrun Returns was 1.8. Kingdom Come Deliverance was 1.1 million pounds. Crowfall was 1.7 million. War Machine mm-hmm. Tactics 1.5. Dreamfall. Um, I didn't play any of these games. I didn't play any of these games either. A lot of them. Shovel Knight was Kickstarter. Oh, Divinity Original Sin was Kickstarter, and it was just under a million. There's, you know, there's only one, two, three, four, five. It's only maybe about twenty to thirty, maybe actually around, maybe around forty games that have hit that million mark. So mm-hmm. they're definitely I in, a... uh, in good. In uh, you know, it's obviously a success. It's like it's obviously mm-hmm. they they smoked it. Oh but, yeah, this this blew up and. Uh... That's a, a curse and a blessing because now there are 27,000 people waiting for this and there's a lot of pressure now to deliver. But uh, I think this is their second game too. Not like as developers, just as a studio. This is mm-hmm. their second release after The Messenger. So that's a lot of pressure. And 
you know, game development's never a sure thing. It, it, it might even get delayed, and that's always a tough conversation to have with your Kickstarter backers. <clears throat> For sure. Um, but if they manage, planned everything out, know their limits, develop within it, could be a huge thing. I will say too, one uh, the wonderful one hundred one hit two point two million, and that was obviously recent. But and that's a port. I can't believe of, they got that much. I know, no kidding. Eh? It also comes out in like in May, so the, like the it literally comes out like six months after the Kickstarter. Like they just need that money for publishing. Which I was like, I like Kickstarter in terms of like smaller studios kind of reaching out there because like it's obviously a better way to get crowdfunded than to get Mm -hmm. like actual publishers and maybe you can't get the publishers but like when successful studios like platinum games like platinum games didn't need to do kickstarter same with like shenmue Mm -hmm. 3 how it got announced at like sony's press conference i'm like you don't need to do like there's obviously you just don't want to go with a publisher you just want to kind of give out game codes to people and get money get more money yeah, but a lot of these games are from before, like well before 2016. Like I think people, you know, got burnt on on Kickstarter stuff. Obviously, Star Citizen is a big one, but I'm looking at mm-hmm. some of these. Like Psychonauts 2 is on here. That's unreleased. No, that was Fig. That was Fig. What was Fig? Figs, like the other, or like it's not. It's the it's the not Kickstarter clone, but it's like a different crowdfunding site where, at depending on your level of investment, you actually get money back on the game success. Oh, that was wasn't that Tim Schafer's thing? Yeah, it was. Um, I don't think it's Figs. It was um, no Fig Co. And the first game it launched with was uh, Psychonauts Two. Yeah, I'm looking at it right here. I'm viewing the campaign. They hit 3.8 million in 2016. Um, yeah, that wasn't a kick. Did they do a Kickstarter too? They couldn't do that. Psychonauts. Oh no, sorry. It does say the platform. I'm look. I. I Okay, you're looking at like total crowdfunding. Yeah, I thought I was looking at just Kickstarter, but it's just like all of them are Kickstarter. So actually, Pillars of Eternity Two is on Fig. Mm. I remember that actually because um, who was it? We just spoke about. We just talked about them. uh, A fold apart. They were on Fig, and I remember like actually looking to support that. But in order to get, I I don't think like non-Americans can be on the funding side. Um, and also the fun inside you had to put in, like I said, you can't like put in like 20 bucks and then like own a very small percentage. Like it was, you had no, to, hit, like, it was like, it was like 500 or 5,000. I remember a five. It was something larger than I felt like spending. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. The current campaigns that are at the top of fig here are Amico from Intellivision, which is like a console thing. Um, Marauder, Arcanium, Frozen Flame. Um, Homeworld 3, published by Gearbox. Outer Wilds was a fig game. So yeah, they're they're doing their own thing. And and that's a lot more appealing, I think, for like tech guys who have a bunch of money to throw around and be like, oh, I'll just drop five thousand dollars on Psychonauts 2 and make maybe five thousand two hundred in six years, because that's what you can do when you have a lot of money. Yeah. Money but, uh, money makes money. Um sorry, but what I was getting at is like a lot of these like really successful ones are all like four years or older. And mm-hmm. so I think people kind of just got burned out by Kickstarter. They don't want to do it. So it is like, it's even more like impressive that uh, Sea of Stars was able to just crush this. So congrats oh, to them. Yeah. I can't wait for it. I didn't actually fund it because it's like a 2021 game. I'll just wait and just <laughs> yeah, buy it when it comes out. You'll buy it at launch. Yeah. Get those trophies. Easily buy you it. You got that Messenger Platinum. That's right. I did. Add the Sea of Stars Platinum. Very well. That's it for the news this week. Um, anything else you want to add, Steve? I thought there was something, but. Can't remember it, so no. Now we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. yeah well, we have a, a couple we'll just throw on at the end next week. 
Um, let's move on to wishlist this. If you're unfamiliar, this is a segment every week where I like to highlight three upcoming Canadian-made games. You can add to your wishlist right now. I was inspired when I first started this show. Started on this show with Steve and Brett. Started the show by myself. Um, <laughs> that they would... Like, while we were talking about a game, just pull up Steam or whatever and add to their wish list. And I was like, why don't we make this a recurring thing? So I picked three games to, to, to show you today, Steve. Actually, you, you, you presented this first one. But uh, why don't you talk about this first one? Do you want to do the movie theater voice? I never heard you do it. Oh, I don't know if I can do it. I want to hear you try. Yeah, I wasn't prepared, though. I'm just loading up Steam and stuff right now. The first game, Unto the End. Uh, we covered this uh, when I, we wrote that big list of ID at Xbox Canadian games. Um, and this one was actually like brought up to me that I missed one when I was making the list. Yeah. Cause they're, uh, be- they're Canadian married. It's a Canadian married couple, but living in California or whatever. So mm-hmm. Twitter, we usually just go by like their Twitter handles or whatever, or just kind of like ask them if they are. Yeah. Um, cause sometimes their like location is something cheeky or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay. So uh, unto the end alone and outmatched a father now faces a desperate journey through unfamiliar lands to make it home to his family. How was that? Was what that, you, good? that was all right. It was, it was all right. <laughs> you, you, we won't get you to do another one, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, looking at the Steam page here, uh, developed by Two Ton Studios, um, published by Big Sugar, great name for a publisher. There's GIFs. There's text. There's two GIFs. And it has a bunch of... I always like seeing the awards. EGX, Gamescom, Best Indie Game 2018, Gamescom, a Game of the Show, a Gamescom 2018, bestest games rock paper shotgun at EGX 2019 <laughs> uh so it's getting it's getting coverage people are excited um it's release date to be determined um but with such a small team of course it'll probably take a while yeah but what? these screenshots look dope and they're going for like a hudless game so there's literally just the character and the environments there's nothing else on the hud you, you, there's like inventory you open and stuff but for the majority of the time you're playing this game it's just like kind of look like at a moving painting yeah, what I what I kind of gets me excited about this one is the combat, and they they sort of they deem it what do they call it read react combat, and it looks mm. much kind of like slower slower pace. It's not like a hack and slash thing. You kind of got to wait for your time to strike. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm from the get from looking at it too. It looks like it'll be hard as hell. I don't know actually if they've said anything. I think I know people are kind of like they don't want to be like looped into like Dark Souls two D Dark Souls or some shit like that. Mm. Um, but it but it looks great. I think the combat looks like really cool. I know it's coming to Xbox, so I'm assuming it'll be. Did they say it's it was a game? game pass? Yeah. Wait, let me double check if they said Game Pass. It is coming to Xbox. It's also coming to. They've said Switch and PlayStation. Uh, no, wait. It does say coming 2020 on uh, their site, so we can go off that, I guess. I think they. Oh, to Game Pass, you mean? Uh, no, it just says like releasing 2020. As for Game Pass, let me double yeah, check that, here. Yeah, that tweet from at Two Ton Studios Two is the number two coming 2020 to Steam, Xbox, Xbox Game Pass, Switch, and PlayStation. So, and Xbox the, Play Anywhere, so you can get that cross save. Hell yeah! So this might be one of those rare cases where I actually don't pick it up on PS4 for the trophies. I play it on Xbox mm. for the freeness of it. Yeah, the freeness in quotes asterisk with your subscription, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you always a lot of them they do a discount too. So like if your Game Pass expires or like while you have Game Pass, you can buy it at a discount and then your save and everything carries over. Yeah, I know I get emails too when like something is about to leave Game Pass. It says mm-hmm. like this game is leaving on April thirtieth or whatever. Buy it now, fifteen percent off or some shit like that. So they even mm-hmm. like they even tell you, you know, when 
stuff doesn't just like leave the mm-hmm. the service. They just sort of, I mean, it does, but it doesn't do it like surprisingly, and they kind of warn you ahead of time. Because uh, I know they did that with like Tomb Raider and stuff like that, and then Tomb Raider showed up on PS Now, so there must there obviously must have been some sort of deal then. Mm-hmm. Yo, I didn't. So sorry, I read right ahead to the second game. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, second game, Streets of Rage Four from Guard Crash Games in Montreal, Quebec, coming April thirtieth. <clears throat> Among the best beat-em-up series ever created, jamming 90s beats and over-the-top street fighting, the iconic Streets of Rage comes back with masterful tribute to and revitalization of the classic action fans adore. Sorry, How's I that? did. Was I that did. Good? That was great. Uh, I did you. add onto the end of my wish list. Oh, yeah. I got I to gotta play a little. You got to ask me. Ding. I do, because that's the joke. Like people, We actually have people comment on that, so we have to keep it up. You even right. mention the gifts too. I do mention the gifts because you need gifts on your Steam page. I'm sorry, everyone. I I I probably will not watch your trailer. I'll click through the screenshots, but I I just need a GIF. We had someone in our, our Discord sharing their game, and they're like, "What do you think of the Steam page?" And I was like, "Hey, toss a couple of gifts in there." And they're like, "Great idea. I'll do that." I was like, "There <laughs> we go, helping out." Uh, yes. Man, I, I hate PSN. So I didn't know this was. I guess it's co-developed in in Montreal. There's a, c- a couple of developers on mm-hmm. it. I didn't I didn't know Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage is a great series, um, a classic. So good. Um, I played this shit. I have fond memories of this game playing. Uh, I mean, of one, two, and three back on Genesis. Like the soundtrack was awesome. The game was wait, dope. wait, wait. So this is the fourth in a series that hasn't had a release since like the mid '90s. I think so. Like I remember Streets of Rage three was a Genesis game. Um, and like you could be a kangaroo in it, which was awesome. <laughs> I don't know if they had some sort of like, you know, some sort of uh, like side story shit throughout the years, but it doesn't look like it. I'm on the Wikipedia page and it just goes straight from Streets of Rage three to Streets of Rage four. So it literally is a series that disappeared for twenty years. Yeah, interesting. Um, That's really cool. There was a, there was a a movie apparently. Oh, well, eh. (laughs) that's always at the bottom dark section of the Wikipedia. A Los Angeles reporter who is a former special forces commando investigates a child prostitution ring. No, thank you. I don't think that's what the games were about, but I'll pass. (laughs) I probably won't be watching the Streets of Rage movie. Oh man, you can wishlist that too, I guess. Um, this is awesome. I I already was going to wishlist it on PS PSN. Obviously, it's not there, so I'll just wishlist it on Steam. But it's excellent. Um, but it's a day one. It was always most likely going to be a day one PS4 game for me, anyway. So that's exciting. Yeah, and you only got a couple more weeks. Is it coming? I didn't check if it's coming to consoles the same day as um, it's coming to Steam. But oh, let me double check that. that quick. Uh, it's coming yeah it looks like it just has release wikipedia just has release of april 30th and doesn't yeah, all right excellent shout oh, out to guard crush keep, keep making good, dope shit this might be a good switch game too actually to be honest that's how you gotta play it you know that nintendo wait sega was the other one yeah it was only it was only on sega it was a sega game huh that's probably why you haven't heard of it in 20 years I guess. I don't know <laughs> what, like, like Sega AM7 were the original developers, it looks like, according to Wikipedia. Sega do what Nintendo don't. Exactly. Damn straight. Streets of Rage. So. Last game on Wishlist This today, Steve, is Atomicrops, published by Raw Fury, uh, developed by, I think, three people, if the press kit and Twitter is accurate. One of them, the artist, 
uh, is in Toronto. So that's why I'm including it this week. Also because it's a dope game and I want to talk about it a bit. Toby Dixon, uh, one of the artists, I think like the artist on Atomic Crops um, with a musician in Europe. And yeah, it's a, it's a small remote team, but Canadian presence, which is why I want to talk about it. You can wishlist it on the Epic Game Store, which is where it has been in early access for a year, similar to uh, Industries of Titan. Um, but it's also releasing on Steam, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. And that's happening, I think, this week? They just announced the release date for it. But yeah, you can wishlist it now on Steam, coming out soon. And it's coming to everything else on the... May 28th, <laughs> launching 1.0 on consoles and PC. Um, so yeah, next month. It's a really, it, it really is a, like a sort of self-aware game making fun of, not making fun of, it's like a, it's like a parody, I would say, of um, Stardew Valley. Like the trailer shows you like showing up to this farm and there's an old guy there and you've got like your uncle's ashes in an urn. He's like, yep, my uncle left the farm for, to me. Gotta live my new life on the farm. And he's like, oh, yeah, check out this bunker. And he was like, oh, that's weird. What is the bunker for? He's like, I don't know. Nothing bad ever happens here. And then a nuke goes off and you emerge from the bunker and it's irradiated all the plants and they're all like shooting at you now. So you got to kind of like farm all this weird post-apocalyptic fruits and vegetables while like twin stick shooter defending your farm from waves of enemies who come out at night. But then you go out into the other sort of world and find new stuff. It's wild. This looks hilarious. <laughs> it's very funny. I didn't read the thing. It's a <clears throat> an action-packed roguelite farming simulator where you must cultivate and defend the last farm in the post-apocalypse wasteland, farm mutated crops, marry townsfolk, and kill every mutant creature that tries to invade. What do you think, Steve? Look at the page. Tell me. What speaks to you? Uh, I mean... I'm not listening to the trailer or whatever, but the the animation's like really hilarious. It's like that, that little... Adventure Time style. Yeah, exactly. Um, it also it's giving me the like uh, zombies ate my neighbors vibe in terms okay. of the, of the art. I don't know the if the art really that. reminds me of Nidhogg Two, and you can really mm. see like the new Nidhogg Two style in these characters. Yeah, because yeah, our, our our boy Toby Dixon worked our on boy. Nidhogg Two. <laughs> Um, it's got gifts too. Good steam page. Yes, yes. Great steam page. Raw Fury, I will say, does great steam pages. They are also the publishers of uh, Backbone, another Canadian indie developed in BC. Um, yeah, their steam pages always impress me. Their Discord is a, a treat, and their newsletters are a treat. They gave away a bunch of games this week. They were just like, put this URL up, and it was like, hey, you just randomly pick one of our games and you can have it. And yeah, I got Kingdom Two Crowns on Steam. But yeah. The only cool. thing for me is I'm not feeling the roguelite stuff. Is, is when all. you die, you, you like go back to like uh, I played it in early access on uh, Epic, and you like go back to the beginning area, and there's a couple things you unlock, and then you can go back and restart your farm. So you're not you're not vibing with that. So do you like level up or whatever and kind of get stronger, or is it? There's a couple things you unlock and take forward, but mostly like your whole farm restarts and like yeah. the area is procedurally generated. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to. It's it's for me. It's like it's kind of touchy. Like I need a little bit of like RPG ness or something, or something to just like make sure that's not comp- like the same, um, you know, the same game again. But now I just like I have better skills or like I bet like in, I actually I'm just better at the game. Um, I like the art style. Like I like it. I'm just not a big rogue like kind of person. Mm. Like Rogue Legacy is sort of like the best rogue like game to me in terms because you just like where every time you die you get like a cool little 
neato uh, trait, but then you also have like the skill tree to level up and it gets stronger and whatnot. And that's kind of my jam with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's you know I had similar kind of things with below and, and other things like that. <clears throat> um, I'm down with it though. I added it to my wish list. So excellent. That's it for wish list this this week. If you want your game showcased, please DM me, reach out on our Discord, email Stephen at KeenGameNevs.com. Get it in front of us, and we will talk about it. Yeah. Uh, but no, no, no foolery. We had somebody not Canadian try and get on here, and I didn't check as thoroughly as I should have. So I will put the one limit of Canadian-made games. There you go. Let's move on to your your new segment, Steve. New as in like, and this is the fourth one we've done. Uh, but- yeah, I think so. It's it's a quarantine special. It's maybe when the special. Maybe when the quarantine's over, we'll stop it. Just to let retire it. Well, like uh, uh, temporary retire. Like when Michael Jordan retired for the first time. Okay, okay, I'm down. What's the oh, segment? Uh, it's vintage Canadian game of the week. Basically, we kind of just go into the vault uh, and just kind of pick out a game made in Canada from you know what did we say three years ago or so three three or more three years more. ago because the, the vintage when it comes to wine is like hundreds of years but games. Three, like if your game's been out for three years, it's, it's ancient history, pretty much. And that's the idea, just to kind of go back to a game that you know we loved from back in the day, and maybe just give it another take, take another look at it. Um, and I've already like you know you mentioned Mark of the Ninja uh, one of these weeks, and I downloaded that, and that was great. Oh, such a good game. Uh, but this week, my pick goes to Fortified, which is developed by Clapfoot Games here in Toronto. Uh, they're best known now, actually, for Foxhole, which is a sort of like a an online RTS, like World War thing that is doing quite well on Steam. Fortified was their game before that. Um, it's like a third-person tower defense game, uh, but set in like 1950. It has like a 1950s aesthetic uh, where like aliens are invading. Um, and so, like, it's kind of like you defeat waves of enemies um, and and build up towers and, and stuff like that. Really fun game. It was on Xbox One and PC. I don't think it was ever ported. I remember asking them if they would kind of PS4, and they said, like, you know, the typical, like, you know, if it does well, we will. But it looks like they just went straight to Foxhole and probably just mm. they're done with this now. Um, Makes sense. But it was great. I remember Heather and I, like, went to test it as well, like, before it released and, and played it. That's so pretty it was cool. Always, yeah, it was always cool to kind of do that. Um but it's it's fun. Fortified. It's on Xbox One, PC. Probably pretty cheap because uh, it is like four years old at this point now. Um, and then maybe check out. Uh, I mean, I could have actually said uh, Foxhole too because I think Foxhole is pretty old, but just has been keep it going, doing well. But I never actually played it. So Fortified, mm-hmm. I have played. I have it on Xbox One. It's good. I like it. The only thing is, it didn't have local co-op. It only had online co-op. So you might want to try to find a friend online to to play together. Friends like me, Steve? Like you. Hey, if you want to... Well, I don't have my Xbox anymore, so... Oh, true. Maybe <laughs> maybe when you get your Xbox back. <laughs> maybe. Whenever the quarantine ends. My pick of the week, Flint Hook. Released April 14th, 2017. Uh, I forget what it initially released on. I think it was PS4, Windows, and Xbox One. But it's now on Switch and Linux and Mac. Flint Hook. Funny story. I was showing off a game with Remy Games at Montreal Comic Con... 2016 they were the booth behind us and they had massive speakers so i heard the menu music or like opening cinematic music for flint hook on repeat eight hours a day for like three days and everyone i was with like hated it they were like oh my god i'm so sick of this music but it's still a jam and i still hear it and love it um the rest of the soundtrack's great too i still it comes up in my spotify because it's on like my like background music playlist um but it is a rogue light 
action arcadey platformer living the life of captain flinthook a space captain armed with your mighty hookshot your uncanny slow motion powers and your trust me trusty plasma pistol get it like blast and plasma it's mm. funny plunder and fight your way <laughs> through an infinite variety of randomly assembled spaceships for treasure treasure loot and fame um the devs uh tribute games based in montreal uh were inspired by splunky and rogue legacy in development and, and it shows i personally i know this is heresy to some people like flint hook a lot more than splunky and rogue legacy but you know to mm. each their own rogue legacy is a little clunkier and slower and Splunky is a little clunkier and slower. I mean, these games are also like 10 years old, but Flint hook is zippy. It's precise. It's quick. And it's really, really tight. Just some of the tightest platforming I've played in a game. It's great. I got the like limited run, like physical copy when they did that. I get physical copies of games. Like I want to lend to other people. So like I've got firewatch oxen free and I got Flint hooks. So anytime I talk about it to somebody like I've never played it. I'm like, haha, bet you didn't expect a physical copy of an indie game. Did you <laughs> <laughs> my trap card? Uh, now you have to play it because if you don't, it's insulting. But uh, yeah, so definitely recommend Flint hook. It probably is right at home on switch because of the style of game, but I played it on PS4. Uh, and loved it there too, and it has a platinum, Steve. I, I'm looking at it right now. It's very rare, it's though. Ridiculously hard. <laughs> so you probably, if you want to keep that percentage up, shouldn't get it there. Get it on Switch, but it's great. I recommend it. I have it on. I have it wish listed on my thing. You can play this okay. if you want. Or you're saying how you would lend it to people. Yeah, you only have 10 percent of the trophies. So I, I I'll give it a. Sh- uh, it's on the wish list. So if it goes okay. on sale, whatever. Okay, that's it. For Vintage Canadian Game of the Week. We will not be taking suggestions for those. Keep them to yourself. Uh, <laughs> make <laughs> your own podcast to, and make, <laughs> make your, your own. own podcast. <laughs> exactly. Or just like tweet at us and we'll talk about it. I'm always down to talk about older games. Old, like three years ago. I guess this will be, oh my god, this game officially Flint Hook three years ago this week. There you go. So oh, yeah. just barely, barely made the cut of our arbitrary requirements for you this couldn't segment. do it you couldn't do wait could you have done it last week no you couldn't no have, you, i couldn't you have. Could have done it last week <laughs> you're you saving it for this one exactly that was all intentional <laughs> let's talk about what we've been playing steve we've been getting into streaming a lot more um we're hoping people keep sending us codes They're like try the game add it to your steam curator talk about it on the podcast so i want to do a service to those developers and try and play it give our opinions about it on our twitch channel so i'm going to start with uh, the games we've been streaming first we talked about industries of titan uh great game i recommend it Shows so much promise. I, of course, I hit a couple hiccups um, where some like graphical things went weird. I had to restart the game a couple times, but that's because it's early access. Yeah. They're not even at version 1.0 yet. With a year roadmap, I have full confidence in their ability to make this even better. Yeah, someone on our Discord was talking about that too. They ran mm-hmm. into similar issues, but they were also saying it's just really good. So, mm-hmm. um, so I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Like if something crashes after release, that's different than mm-hmm. early release. And like you said, that that. Uh, roadmap is actually like one of the better roadmaps I've ever seen. So indeed. <laughs> so they got a lot coming down, which is great. So uh, we also streamed Later Daters on launch day on Thursday. It's out on Switch and uh, PC and Itchio. Always buy your games on Itchio. Support the devs. They get a bigger cut. Itchio is also just a better platform for the developers than Steam. End of my TED talk. I liked Later Daters. <laughs> uh, you played it on Switch. I played it on Steam because we wanted to give uh, impressions of both. Uh, why yeah. don't you go first? What was your experience on the Nintendo Switch with later daters? Um, this game has the we were talking about this game has the best like soundtrack like opening theme song. It does. It really ever. does. It's so good. It's so funny. <laughs> 
very jazzy, very laid back, very uh, very humorous. Like the later dates. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's awesome. I was like, I just had it on because I think uh, I think I went to boot it up, was ready to play, and then so my daughter was like, kind of, you know, being uh, six month old, and I had to like just let it put the switch aside and just let it play, and I was like, yo, this is actually pretty. It's so too. good. It the um, rhymes are funny. It's good. good song. Good song. But and actually that, that like the the di- or the, the the lyrics and stuff like translate into the writing into the game itself. So I only played the first episode. I think it's like three episodes are out mm-hmm. right now. There's um, it's part one uh, with the last two episodes coming TBD. Oh the oh so I can even play. I, I, oh yeah sorry part one is episode one two and three though isn't it? Yes yeah yeah okay yeah um, yeah so I played episode one which is basically you know you pick your character you pick your backstory and you, and you you uh, you're a retiree who goes into this retirement home and and you it's basically like a romance kind of uh, visual novel I'm not a huge visual novel person but I did like you know I did like the writing and the characters in this and stuff and you kind of meet everyone and you pick your choices mm-hmm. um, and I, I liked it it's really you know I'm down with it. Uh, I'll I'll finish it. I just I didn't have the time to. I mean, it's not the time. I I just played it too late, and by the time that I was able to get to episode two or three, uh, I didn't have the chance. But I like the characters. I like. I wish I was kind of. I wish there was a little bit more backstory you can give your character. A little more customization. You kind of just mm. pick the four, or three, three or four different like choices or whatever. But um, that probably works into like the stories and stuff. And I'm I'm making my character um, a little bit. You know, I'm not ready. I don't want to like really hook up with any of these people mm. <laughs> there was a couple of choices where you're just like do you want to go meet them and it's pretty open it's lgbtq positive which is good mm-hmm. so you can kind of make a character however you want in terms of that um and it doesn't like hit you over the head with it quite a bit too i know some people kind of get annoyed if it's like very like in your face and it's not it's done pretty subtly subtly and stuff like that uh i like it it's, it's a good game um I'd also recommend check out. Oh man, I'm actually blanking on their their first game because the the other game that they did was like a di- uh, was like a high school sort of romance story. Ooh, um, and I had it on iPhone. I think it's on. Like I, I'm lo- I'm forgetting what it is right now. Long long story, and it's very long it's very story. yeah very similar like another story based LGBTQ positive game. Um, and I had that one on Switch too, and I, or I had it on iPhone. Sorry, it came to Switch, uh, and I played like uh, two or three episodes of that one too. So, good writing, good art. I'm down with it. I'll play more. Uh, I'm excited to see more. What do you think of it? Um, so I streamed, and we named our cat Steve after you, oh. <laughs> and we named our character. I just kept all the default stuff, so it's Lori, um, and uh, you can like pick your pronouns, pick your pick a couple faces, like kind of like a male looking character or a female looking character. Um, yeah, and you can name them too, but I just wanted the cat to be Steve, because uh, every time they're like, Steve's getting out the door, Steve climbed out the window. <laughs> so, so I want to replay it with the robot little thing, because I'm like... Yeah, you can it? have a little robot. You can have a cat, a dog, or a robot. Yeah, That's I was so like, wild. is the story the same, or the robot just like leaves? <laughs> like, I, I wanted to, like, I actually, Probably. more more than continue my story, I kind of wanted to play the first episode again with the robot, just to see if anything's, like, different. Um, That's cute, though. I didn't know you did that. Thank you. I named my character benny after my cat and i named Aww. my cat uh i don't even remember what i named the cat oh i named it jack which is like my my brother's pet so there you go i just always name these things after my cat or my dog <laughs> i really liked uh i really liked it it was again a lot of those themes where gamers tm you're like oh why is this after you make game is a trans character i'm like yeah because there's trans people 
Yeah. Like, Jesus, just shut up. There's so many more things you could be upset about. Um, and so I, I think they, they implemented all that really well. And, and, um, and I, on the last day, I won't, I won't say what day it happened, but the game is wild. I ended up like going on a date with the rock star guy and then we made out in a park and smoked a joint and then went and watched a movie and he helped me find my cat. We did like a group therapy session that actually hit me a little bit. Cause like something happens in the group home and everyone's kind of razzled and you go to this group session and everyone starts to open up and it actually like hit me. I like choked up a little bit. Oh really? Nice. Yeah, it was, it was really, I wasn't expecting that. It goes from like funny to r- really real back to funny and like kind of like real life like that. So really well, well written and very cute, very cute, very weird game. Lots of weird things happened to me while I was playing through. Um, yeah, I, I recommend it. Um, definitely will be finishing episodes four and five whenever they come out. And yeah, um, as for what we've been playing that we aren't streaming, uh, I've still been playing Animal Crossing every day i bought all my turnips today last week i just was like on twitter searching like dodo code turnips and trying to just find an island to go sell my turnips at and someone was very nice they had like 630 turnip prices so they just dm'd me a dodo code and i went there and made like eight hundred thousand bells but this week i have a lot more turnips so we gotta we gotta make this happen steve Heather was tell Heather was telling me she was like on Reddit or something. There's some story about people like offering like nudes and stuff like that for turn up prices, and then they yeah. just go they just ghost them afterwards. People are um, selling their nudes through Animal Crossing because there's a website where you can upload a PNG or JPEG, and then it turns it into an Animal Crossing design. And then if you go to someone's <laughs> island and they drop bells for you, you just put the little art stand up and then leave. Oh my god! It's this is a kids game, but like you know, gotta respect the hustle. It's tough times out there, but uh, yeah, it's it's wild. But yeah, so playing some Animal Crossing, playing more Woe Dave. I'm gonna get all these trophies, Steve. There's four trophies left. There, three, three left. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, Woe Dave. It's so hard. I've gotten to 350 cents. You get a cent for like roughly every enemy you kill, and I need to get to a thousand for the last one. Um, I can do it. Like I know I can do it, and that's what's motivating me at this point. Um, but yeah, playing Woe Dave, still highly recommend it. I think it's one of the best action arcade games I've ever played. It's on PS4, uh, Vita, PC. Uh, my girlfriend and I have been playing VR games, trying to not go insane. So we got Arizona Sunshine. I've been playing through that. I, I don't like it. Um, the, oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, the might just be my VR setup isn't tracking very well, but I wasn't enjoying the like aim down the scope to kill and I hate teleporting I, until VR can get past teleporting. It really will never do anything for me. Do you have, um, um do you have the gun peripheral? Thingy? I don't, but that wouldn't change the teleporting, would it? No, but there's a, there's a game called firewall, which is basically like a rainbow six type of game. And you can do either, or you can, do, you can teleport or you can walk. Okay. Through it. And that game is so cool with, with the gun. Unfortunately, the servers that they host the game on are just absolute sh- dog shit. So Damn. it really ruins the game. But actually, I don't even think it's servers. I think it's P2P. So as soon as like someone drops out, it just like kills the connection for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but but Arizona Sunshine was one of the one of those games I always had on my wish list. As I was like, I'm like, ah, do I want it? Like zombies and stuff like that. I didn't know it was always teleporting though. Yeah, I played it at a VRK a couple years ago with my friend Chris, and we played multiplayer, and I loved the multiplayer because we had like the headset on, and you can play with like three or four people, and you're like going. We were going through this mine shaft, like killing zombies, communicating. We throwing different weapons to each other. That was dope. 
the single player experience on PSVR, I played on Vive at the VR arcade, doesn't translate in my yeah. opinion. But Fire, Firewall, okay. like multiplayer Firewall, when that game was good, when it was running, it was some of the best gaming I had this generation. Like it was okay, like okay. You're talking with I was talking with my friend, and we're planning a, a strike or whatever, and it's we're moving and and we're being all SWAT like, and mm-hmm. the guy. I remember like there was like a. I was on a balcony and I remember I took my gun and like moved it over the balcony to shoot down at someone below me and killed them. Like such cool, cool moments. But the online infrastructure for that game was just a hot piece of shit. And I hate uh, to see it. It just it ruined the entire experience. And when they when they uh, they released like a season, not a season pass or no. Yeah, like a season pass thing with like mm-hmm. new missions, new levels and stuff like that. And the game just like the the season pass just like wiped out the game like it really just ruined everything like people couldn't connect people were losing their their stuff i i bought the season pass like day one mm-hmm. and could barely play and it just it basically just killed the game for me i was like well don't want to do this my friend and i tried to play and connect quite a bit and heather would always make fun of me because like we maybe tried to get together like 20 times to play it and like it worked five of those times another time mm-hmm. we just get disconnected and stuff it, it really was like a shame because it was such a good game mm-hmm. and arizona sunshine was like always on my wish list for that so I'm, it's interesting that they kind of it didn't really yeah i guess like i don't know as far as like console vr maybe we got to wait the next generation for like that shit to actually like kind of clean up a little bit i'm debating getting a valve index I like on Steam you can like add your name to like <clears throat> notification when or like you place the order and they'll like let you know when you can pay for it and it's currently like TBD 8 to 12 weeks or whatever. It's so, like yeah. I put my name on the thing. I'll see where I'm at in 8 to 12 weeks, but that seems like the best VR out there. I would have to upgrade my computer a little too, which is why I don't want yeah. to do it necessarily. By the I don't way, know. VR is improving in my opinion. Yeah, Firewall, by the way, was a free PlayStation Plus game. So you oh, so I have it. So I probably, probably have, have it. it. I do them every month. So Yeah. Um, so you probably game. have it. But with the with the gun, the gun made the, all the difference, though, to be perfect. All right, I got to get one of those plastic guns to put in my big tote bin of plastic shit I don't use. Yeah, exactly. We're along with uh, Guitar Hero, Guitar... I, I literally, right beside me in this plastic bin is a Guitar Hero drum set and uh, guitar. So, oh, that's, yeah. That's and my Wii Fit balance board. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, last game I want to talk about, Rocket League. Steve, everyone knows about Rocket League, but I've been playing. I got all the trophies this week. I got back up to 100%. Um, oh I had God. the Platinum, and it, they kept adding DLC, so it kept going down. It was at, like, 75, 80. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it this week. And now that they have crossplay, I could play with a bunch of my friends on PC and Xbox. So I just went in and got all the trophies in that. Yeah, it's good. Rocket League's so good. I don't have the Platinum, and I was so close to getting it. And then I transfer like I lost that save when I transferred oh, no. PS4s, and you have to like unlock so much shit, right? It's a lot of um, the stats that you would have lost were like the goals, shots on goal, like t- or distance driven, a bunch of those. Oh, trophies. distance driven, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was it. I think like saves as well. Like I didn't have, um, and I also didn't really like Rocket League as much as like. <sighs> Oh no! You you weren't playing with the right people, Steve. You gotta get a a full team of four on four. It's so good. Yeah, actually, the only trophies I'm missing are collect 150 items, drive a total Mm -hmm. of 50 kilometers, unlock all battle cars, and make 20 Mm -hmm. saves. Are the only trophies. Steve, we can we can cheese one of those. I can just trade you 150 items and then give them back, and then you'll get that one. What were the other two? Unlock all battle cars. And that'll take a bit. Make 20 saves. Oh, you could do that easy one game of one v one. 
drive a total of 50 kilometers. That one will just be playing for a little bit. I started it again on Xbox because I was going through the achievements there. I'm at like 25 kilometers and I've been playing for like three hours. So it'll probably take you like six to 10 hours to get to 50. You can also choose that one where you just like start a a really long match and just tape down your trigger and just you can like loop the stadium and you just put it down. Because um, I have 77% of the trophies in the base game, 33% overall. Also, a friend of mine who does not give a shit about trophies at all has the platinum in it and rubs it in my face all the time. So I'm oh, actually down- no. I'm downloading this shit right now. So Yeah, no, we can we can get those for you. And with the crossplay, um, getting a match is easy. There's like still 300,000 people average when whenever I go on in the queue to get a game. So it's still super, super great. Won't that be I awful, though? Like, mm-hmm. isn't everyone just too good at this now? No, no, we were playing, I played uh, with a couple of people, because it's on Game Pass, so I had some friends on Xbox, I was like, hey, I'm trying to get this, download it, and we can play it together cross-play, and they did, and we were doing great, like, out of the gate, like, once you, the real skill curve with Rocket League is all the aerial stuff, like, jumping, boosting, and then flipping into the air to hit the ball in the air, that's, like, the high skill level plays that, like, most people never use, and, like, even I don't use, really, um, but you can pick up boost, drift, jump, and flip like really easily where's all the deals i have bought some dlc for this game too over the years but i don't see it on see i haven't bought any either because all the trophy dlc was free and like the worst part than that is like it was a ps plus game so i've played so much of this game haven't spent a cent on it it's one of those games though like they got money from my ps plus subscription or whatever but i think i did one of the things where it's like Okay, I'll buy some of this DLC just so then that will encourage me to play it. And that didn't work, so I wasted like $7. I feel like I bought some cars or some shit. I don't know, but I don't see that here. I will encourage you to play it, Steve, and I will play with you. All right, well, it's downloaded. You know what the best part is? I can get achievements on my Xbox while playing with you getting trophies on your PS4. Isn't it a great time to be alive? Uh, uh, Well, no, it's not, but... (laughs) It's actually a horrible time right now, but it's a great time to play Rocket League. Is all I'm saying. Go. All right, I'll I'll download it. It's a little yes. more Rocket League is a little more. See, with it, online gaming is just tough with me though, because I'll like if I have my daughter like and she just decides to you know be a six month old, it's like I can't pause the game. Like I I've been mm-hmm. doing a lot of single player games because it's just much easier for me to pause. But mm-hmm. I feel like in Rocket League. You can just carry me. Like if I if I can't play, I'll just drop the controller, and you can just you can just deal with it. <laughs> Literally, multiple games with my friend Nick. He's like had to go do something, and he like drops out, and I one v two somebody, and it's great. What like, I might it, actually do is just hold R two so that I'm still driving and getting exactly tape tape R two down. You'll just drive around the edge, and uh, who knows? Maybe like bump into somebody, help me out. It took me. I'm looking at PSN profiles. Four years, nine months to game complete. Eighty eight oh, trophies. April eighteenth, twenty twenty. All right, I'm going to do it because I, I would I would have a similar time too because I bought it or I bought, I downloaded it when it was PlayStation Plus as well. So I'll do that. too. So good. Anyway, that's all I've been playing. I went on for a while there. Steve, hit me with what you've been playing this week. Uh, so Canadian wise, I I downloaded the Crimson Diamond demo, which was the game we were talking about. Oh, last wishlist week. this last week. Oh, I wanted to bring up her tweet uh, to us about because uh, we were wondering about what ARG means or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, she explained it. She yeah. listened to our podcast, thank you very much, and then like answered our questions we asked about it last week. Yeah, so I wanted to make sure cool. we talked about it. We were cons- we In the Steam description for it, we were like, what is an ERG-type game? Yeah, so Julia 
Minamata. I hope I'm saying that right. It's, it's Julie, Julia uh, M-I-N-A-M-A-T-A on Twitter. Uh, but we've been like retweeting her and stuff like that. The, I'm designing the Crimson Diamond with modern game design in mind because that was one something I mentioned or that we talked about how some of these old games just have the most you know bullshit like puzzles. Puzzles, yep. It won't be as punishing as the oldies. There's a tutorial room to teach newcomers to the genre, which is true. Uh, I played it. EGA is an enhanced graphics adapter. It's a 16 color palette. For t- uh, oh, and then she was streaming art on her Twitch, which mm-hmm. is a underscore Maple Mystery. Um, yeah, I, I downloaded the demo and played it. It was I'm very nostalgic for this kind of game because this is like how I learned how to type on a computer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember I would do two things. I would find a book that I was reading, like a children's book at the time, and just start retyping that book on our old like 486. And then I would also play these games. Um, and it would always get you to learn how to type because you would look at you'd type in like look at bookcase and then you get to read and stuff like that. It's actually like pretty good. Uh, the demo, like she's right in that it's not as punishing. Uh, it's pretty clear like what you have to do because I think even back in the day you couldn't like move with the keypad. You had to say where you wanted to move, but here you can. Uh, you meet all the characters and stuff like that. You listen to conversations. I didn't get too far with it. It was more of a just like it was more like a peak curiosity if I wanted to check in with it. But I'm I'm down with it. Um, I think it's like cool to see this type of game kind of come back. I think I, w- I have it on the wish list. So I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. Uh, I recommend downloading the demo though and just giving it a shot. Cause it is like, I don't, I can't, I can't really think of many games even in the last like decade or this millennium that have released like this where you actually have to type out your commands. Um, a lot of these like old games, like, you know, we're mentioning Grim Fandango re release and stuff like that. It's a little bit different cause you had like the mouse cursor thing where this is mm-hmm. like, this is not. This is like you're typing stuff out. What you want your character to do is always fun to find the little Easter eggs and stuff too. Like if you type in "think," it'll tell you like what they're thinking and stuff like that. <laughs> um, good stuff. And then I'm uh, playing GTA Five. Finished the single player. Was just getting the mood because my brother was playing on Xbox. I was getting the achievement. Uh, Which ending did you pick? Uh, the good one. Okay. I, I would argue thing. none of them are like. <clears throat> well, the one where you don't kill. Well, the one everyone. where you don't kill them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's like that game is, it's pretty old. It's like a PS3 game, like from 2012 or so, like it still mm-hmm. looks great. And it like the draw distance, like it's, it's amazing. Like when you're parachuting and just see the whole land, like it's quite like, obviously Rockstar is a giant developer and they could do whatever the hell they want now, but mm-hmm. it's still an impressive game. Like even eight years later, <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of impressive games, Fallout 76, cause the new update came out. Uh, oh, Steve, how is it? It's great. Uh, I have such a soft spot for this game. It's probably my most played game this generation. That's insane. Uh, and the new Wastelander updates is awesome. And, uh, you know, it's just more Fallout 76. It's more Fallout. A lot of people on the subreddit are kind of comparing it, the dialogue to, like, Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas style. Uh, really good writing. Didn't get to play as much as I wanted to because, again, online games are just difficult, but still mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Um, I would... I would challenge people to relook at this game you know there's games like no man's sky and and star wars battlefront 2 that kind of had a resurgence and fallout 76 is not as impressive like it still runs like shit and all that stuff um but i have a soft spot for this game i would i would recommend people kind of give it an eye i know they've done free game weekends in the past they should definitely do one with this new update soon just to get people like to be excited for this Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's pretty good. And uh, and then the last game is like Resident Evil Zero, 
just because I'm in a Resident Evil mood. Every I download Resident Evil Zero. I haven't played this game since like 20, 2003. It's f- freaking hard. Like I might actually restart it and just play it on easy because it's super difficult. Um, but it's just it's classic Resident Evil. It's just like garbage tank controls and all that stuff. It's good times. So I got Fallout seventy six on Xbox One on like Marketplace. Someone was doing like four or five Xbox One games. It was like a bundle. Yeah. So. If they ever did crossplay, I would consider playing it with somebody. But I would feel like that that engine will just disintegrate on trying to do crossplay. Um, <laughs> I hope they do, though. I hope that's like something they're working on because no one I really know plays it, and I feel like that's probably true for a lot of people. And so they mm-hmm. need to at least get like console players crossplaying and mm-hmm. and whatnot. But. Who knows if they'll actually do that. But the new update is great. Like, it is a lot of fun. It's just, again, online games are just difficult for me. So mm. those are the games. Got to play. Mm. I always I always write these down. I'm like, I played more this week than I thought I did. But, you know. Got a lot. Not else to do, you know. I know. And now I've, I bought that Kingdom Hearts collection, which is like oh, all, no. every Kingdom Hearts game for $40. Oh, no. That's like a thousand hours of games. <laughs> I know. I'm just going to play one, two, and three and see how see how I do. But. You're not going to finish any of those games, Steve. No, I'm probably, sorry. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to play Kingdom Hearts 1 in like high school, and I, I just couldn't. It was insufferable. I, well, actually, so I did play and beat Kingdom Hearts 1 back in the day, and I played Kingdom Hearts 2. I rented it, um, and I haven't played any of those games since that time. And we played Kingdom Hearts 1 last night. We started it, played like two or three hours of it. And it's, uh, you know, it's a game from 2012 or 2012. Yeah, 2002. 2002. Different times. I know. All right. Um, yeah, so that's what we've that, been That's it for this episode 138 of the com podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Again, if you want to help us keep the site running, covering the Canadian game dev scene, you can support us over on patreon.com slash Canadian game devs, where backing us will get you early access to the show, uh, exclusive access to a special channel on our Discord as well as the occasional game giveaway and, of course, our undying gratitude and your name right here at the end of each and every episode. Like these lovely folks, Aaron McLeod, Elizabeth Avery, Hanel, Jean Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, Kai Hutchins, M5 Games, Nav from Academy of Games, Pixelnauts underscore Alex, and Slaughter Neko. Thank you so much for all your support. Uh, and thank you, Steve, for joining me this week for yet another episode. No problem. Sorry, I was looking at Kingdom Hearts Wikipedia. Oh no. Oh no. We're never gonna you're gonna get really into it and then like all the rest of your responsibilities are gonna fall away and people are gonna like crack open the door to your room in like two weeks and you have like strings all over the wall like a crazy conspiracy theorist trying to unravel the Kingdom Hearts story. I was very concerned on the order to play these in because I was like, do I do it in release order or do I do it in in um in chronological order? And people were saying play it in release order because like they do get better. I think what I'm going to do is just play one, two, and three. And if I feel like playing more Kingdom Hearts after that, which I, you know, God knows, even if I make it to Kingdom Hearts three, I'll I'll go back and play some of these other like these other bullshit games or whatever. We'll we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. see. I actually we'll didn't see. mind it back in the day though. And playing last night was fun. Like it, I don't like it's just but these names are so stupid. Like what the hell is two point eight chapter prologue? Like what the fuck? Anyways. And they got Let It Go Girl now. It was snowy stuff. Yay. And, and the funny thing, too, is it's not even all the Kingdom Hearts games because it doesn't come with the DLC that they did for three. Oh. <laughs> it's not even complete. <laughs> and now I got like 150 gigs of Kingdom Hearts shit on my PS4. <laughs> that just 
like because oh, it's, it's it's three different like game files or whatever because it's literally just the the collections that they released before and then three. Mm. So it's I a delete, collection of collections. I deleted Call of Duty and it was just like Call of Duty got up to 175 gigabytes. Absurd. What a bunch. Of, I'm like I deleted it mostly for that. I was like, no, this disrespect. <laughs> The PlayStation 5 starting hard drive is like 750 gigabytes. Yeah, I know. I know. If this file trend for AAA games keeps up, that's like four games. I know. It's That's absurd. Because I also deleted like an indie game. I forget which one, which was like a gig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, well, I guess I could fill this thing with like 500 like indie games. Yeah. Like below, I think, is like... Or no, what was it? It was Super Motherload. I, and I ended up just deleting that because I was like, I don't think I really want to play this. And I think ah, that Another vintage like, Canadian game pick. I know. Well, I downloaded it because it was a free PS Plus game. I was like, I'll just, I don't feel like playing it now. Maybe I'll get it to some other day. But that game was like under a gig. Like the Twitch app was like bigger than it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Disrespect for hard drive space. I did a parody article on uh, Hard Times that was Capcom announces Mega Man Legacy Collection collection. (laughs) Because, you know, they've done like three or four different collections at this point. Yeah. It's like I photoshopped them all onto one box. <laughs> and the like editor note on it was like, this is so stupid. We'd almost didn't want to run it, but it's also something we could see them doing. So it could happen. Yeah. And a bunch of people, like when they posted it in the comments were like, Oh, fuck you. I thought this was a real thing. I was really excited. And I was like, ah, I got him. Yeah. yeah that's hard, essentially what they did with kingdom hearts. A hard times article actually got someone on our discord. Someone oh no. It. Which one? Uh, I can't remember. The gaming? I th- I th- was it Fallout 76 related or hold on? Oh, AI trained to uh, play Fallout 76 learns to ask for a better game. <laughs> yeah, that actually was it. And they, they thought it was. They thought, <laughs> Holy shit. They're like, why that? would they train an AI to do that? <laughs> I love hard times. They just got covered in uh, Vice. Um, Patrick Klepek did an interview with them. Best, best satire site. And it blows my mind that the Onions, like, Onion Gaming Network is so consistently bad when the Onion proper is, like, the gold standard for satire. The Onion proper is just, is so good. (laughs) The Onion proper is so good, but, like, their spinoff, which they were almost, like, referenced Hard Drive when they announced it, essentially in everything but name. They were, like, talking about other up-and-coming sites is just so bad. It's is like it? OGN, like IGN, and they copied the like the thumbpad logo, but it's purple. But mm-hmm. like, uh, I, I, I'm disappointed. I because I want it to be good, you know. Like I'm not shitting on it to shit on it. The yeah, Onion yeah. is genuinely one of my favorite sites on the internet, and their video game satire is just so bad consistently. I don't, I don't go to those sites too often. I always see them when people like post them, like even with hard times and stuff like that. Because. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a great subreddit called like uh, not the onion or R slash not the onion. Yeah. yeah, where it's like real articles, but you would think that they should be like the onion, and <laughs> that one's always like it's usually actually sad, but it's it is pretty funny. Usually um, sad, but still pretty funny. Great note to end on this week. Um, yeah, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll be back. Oh, and stay tuned in this feed. I'll be dropping some interviews this week. I've been slow to finish editing because I'm going to put like a bunch of like trailer clips in it and trying to like make it more than just raw interview stuff. But we talked to foolish mortals behind radio general and a couple other interviews will be dropping in the feed, but those will just be standalone. So don't worry about um, numbers or anything. Cause I'm not. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I'm not either. Sounds good. All right. Now we're done. Have a good week, everybody.
拜。